morning, jackals, members of the Benjamin Nation. It is that time. It is Monday. And what's today's date? It's January 18th, 2021. Have I got your attention because there's a lot of news and other things I want to talk about today. The one thing I want to say, jackals, is that it has gotten warm again here in Austin, Texas. I'm in a short sleeve shirt because it's going to be 72 degrees here after snowing a week ago. Okay. I just, I just so want to leave you with that. I spent a whole bunch of time over the weekend going over the soundboard. I've got a whole scheme. So it's going to be, it's going to be just fine. I'm, I'm telling you, everything is going to be just fine. Today's a weird day because uh, it's Martin Luther King Day. And, uh, and so um, are we going to get a bigger audience, a smaller audience? I don't know. But you know what I do know? Tons of news, tons of thoughts up here, and uh, a lot to tell you about. So, I've been showing my son <clears throat> some movies, and the one that we're up to now, he's, we're kind of on a Jack Nicholson kick. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is what we just started. He loves it. And you know, it's always, it's like I'm worried when I go to show him a, a movie, show him something new, that he's not going to love it. Uh, if it's a movie that I love, and a lot of, he will base his expectations on the little popcorn and Rotten Tomatoes eval up in the top right of the of the player. And if it's like in the 90s, he'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. He's so picky. When did he become such a movie snob? I don't know. My name is Dan Benjamin, and you can follow me uh, at Dan Benjamin. I'm, I'm going to be on uh, Twitter. I'm going to be on Instagram. I'm going to be on YouTube. I'm going to be, you know, name a place, Patreon. Because if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. And that is where you will find me. And I, I think personally that this show is worth $5 a month. That's what I think. For 30 to 60 minutes of content, five days a week, all month long. Yes. No. Yes. And while you're at it, subscribe, like, and subscribe here on YouTube. I don't know what's going to happen with Periscope. I don't know. So I'm trying to get y'all on YouTube. I can look at the, the viewer count. Way, way, way more of you on Periscope. Way more of you. Uh, okay, so now let's see. Uh, Dominic says, are you on Letterboxd with your movie opinions? No, uh, but I should be. I'm not there, and I should be there. And I apologize for not being there. Maybe it's something that I'm going to... Gonna have to do. All right. Oh, another thing I know because you guys like the inside baseball. Now, what I did over the weekend, I went through and I took time and I put all the soundboards together into different categories. So I have one that's like just for, uh, <laughs> just for laughing, you know? <laughs> so when I want to have a response that has to do with laughing, I've got it on a board. But I haven't done it yet because it takes a long time in this app. Okay, so I can't play the Inside Baseball song because it's not set up tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> tomorrow's the day. But the Inside Baseball thing is, do you notice something a little different? If you're, if you're watching this, there are six, seven, eight people who listen to this as a podcast. Are you, are you seeing something different here? Do you know? Do you see anything different here? No? Well... The mic boom's a little different, isn't it? It's sort of just sitting. I went back. You remember a Dan Benjamin hour years and years ago? Do you remember that show? Of course you do. Of course you were all here for it. Yes. Of course you do. Well, if you do, 
you remember I used to have this stick boom, stick boom, instead of the other boom that moves all around and is, is, is really good. Uh, but instead, I went with this fancy boom that's now down on the ground because this stick boom is better, but I had to find a better attachment to the desk. I found one for 10 bucks on Amazon. It's a little clamp. I would show you, there's two other things I'm going to get set up, but I want to ruin the surprise. Um, but that, that attaches and clamps it to the desk and it connects to this stick boom. So now I've got the mic just where I want it to be. I should probably move it up a little bit more. So let's do that. This thing is hard to, really hard to turn. There we go. See? See? Isn't that better? Let's go to the news because there's a lot of it. Okay, I've heard some debate. What are we supposed to call this sort of uh, attack on the Capitol? And I've started calling it an attack. What do you think of that? Instead of an insurrection, which has a whole bunch of other uh, meaning. So anyway, some guy was arrested near the Capitol. He had a loaded handgun. He had 500 rounds of ammunition. Uh, let's just start out by saying he, he sounds a little bit crazy, right? What did you call me? Uh, U.S. Capitol Police say they arrested the driver of a truck who presented. Now, don't don't beat up on us truck drivers. That doesn't make you evil. U.S. Capitol Police say they arrested the driver of a truck who presented unauthorized inauguration credentials at a security checkpoint near the Capitol and was in possession of a loaded handgun and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. I've been to gun ranges. I've shot plenty of guns. You don't need hundreds of rounds if you have a handgun, first of all. But second of all, Come on, this, this guy had, is God to be, <laughs> I mean, he's crazy. Uh, police say Wesley Allen Beeler That's your name, was arrested shortly after 6.30 p.m. Friday night after stopping at a checkpoint. Authorities said one officer noticed several firearms related decals on Beeler's truck, including one that said, quote, if they come for your guns, give them your bullets first. All right. Uh, anyway, he was he was arrested. Uh, he admitted to having a Glock in the vehicle. So for those who don't know, a Glock is a hand kind of handgun. Police say that in addition to the loaded handgun. Now, don't say loaded handgun like it's some bad thing. If you carry a handgun, you carry it loaded. I live in Texas. A lot of people have guns here. When you carry a gun, you carry it loaded. That's the whole point of it. Otherwise, there's no reason for you to carry it. So don't mischaracterize that as something that's unique or special. It's not. Okay. In addition to the loaded handgun, they recovered more than 500 rounds of 9mm ammunition and 21 shotgun shells. It doesn't say he had a shotgun, though. So who cares if he had the shells? You can't, FYI, you can't put shotgun shells in a 9mm Glock. They also don't tell us what Glock it is. I'm going to guess it was a Glock 19. Bueller's family told the Washington Post they were surprised by the arrest because Bueller works in private security and said he was working on security near the Capitol. Records from Virginia's Department of Criminal Justice Services show Bueller has credentials for private security work and endorsements for handguns, shotguns, and patrol rifles. Still, it's a little bit weird. War were declared. On to the next <clears throat> story. Listen to this. We gotta, they, they're having to walk some things back. Uh, yeah, it does sound like a prepper, Eric. I agree with you. Um, 
And uh, Eric says, I have hundreds of rounds in my closet, but only three magazines. Correct. That sounds like uh, the way most gun owners would handle it. The U.S. has taken back its assertion that Capitol rioters wanted to capture and assassinate officials. Remember I told you guys about this last week? Uh, Justice Department prosecutors have formally walked back their assertion in a court filing that said Capitol rioters sought to capture and assassinate elected officials. A federal prosecutor in Arizona asked a magistrate judge in the hearing on Friday to strike that line in a recent court filing about defendant Jacob Anthony Chansley. Remember, we've told you about him before. He was the one with the spear and the fur headdress and the horns who has kind of come to represent this whole thing. Um, Yeah. So anyway, they're taking that back. They are no longer saying that they necessarily wanted to capture and assassinate. What do you think? Do you think that that's what they were out there to do? I don't know. I'm still thinking that that mob mentality takes over and people do crazy things. They may not have planned to do that, but if you're if you're asking me, do I think it could have become that? It could have led to that? My answer is completely yes. I think those people might have been killed. I don't necessarily think that's what people went there to do. Okay, but um and Chris is saying the zip tie guy was likely wanting to do guerrilla IT of loose ethernet cables. I think so too. I think so too. So uh let's uh let's market go zero next Um with partial blame for the Capitol attack, majority favors barring Trump from office. Fifty-four percent also say that Trump should be charged with inciting a riot. Um, you know, this article, I'll leave this for you to read. It's not that quotable. Uh, but w- the reason I link this is because I have some thoughts about this. And My thought is that I don't think that Trump was trying to incite a riot. This is my personal opinion. I don't think he was trying to do that. I think his words were interpreted as that. So effectively, that's the same thing, isn't it? Isn't that the same thing? If your words are interpreted by people as inciting a riot and then they riot, can you say that he incited it or does there need to be intent there? I don't think. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, I don't think he, but here's where he screwed up big. He should have very, very, very quickly and instantly said to people to stop. I have heard that people were there looking at their phones, trying to get a signal, this trying to say, dude. what's Trump saying about this? He hasn't said to stop it. So if he hasn't said to stop it, it must mean he's okay with it. That's what I think people interpreted from that. I think he had a responsibility to tell people, stop, okay? And he failed to do that. And so I think that that is where the issue comes in. He had a responsibility. Look, if I said to you guys, hey, jackals, you know, this thing happened. What are you going to do about it? And you guys all started to riot. And I'm like, whoa, don't do that. I have to say, don't do that, right? And that's where he failed. Uh, So. And Alan is saying he knew his words would be interpreted that way. Alan, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think that's where the fine line between inciting and not inciting. Trump does know his audience, as you're pointing out in, in the chat room there. But I think there is there is a subtle difference. Not defending, not defending. I'm just saying that's what we don't know. And for me, I, 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 I'm confused. So... Maybe, 
But regardless of that, he had 100% responsibility to say to stop. So we can, we can debate whether he tried to incite or not, but by not saying, everybody, I condemn what you're doing, stop, he was at least enabling it. But I don't know if that's a crime. Okay, next story. Man, there's a lot of pop-ups. Um, Slugor says, maybe out of context, his words could have been non-inciting, but given the non-stop revving up of his base for five years. But we're making assumptions. We're making assumptions. Uh, and I don't like to make assumptions. Um, this next article is showing too many pop-ups, so we will dump it like that. On Biden's inauguration day, Trump will see himself out. He is not going to be in attendance. We talked about that last week. But did you know, and I didn't know this, that there is a tradition that the incumbent president leaving office rides with the incoming president to the inauguration. Did you know this? I don't know when this started. It started a long, long, long uh, time ago. And uh, and and so it, uh, it, it became a tradition that is long running where even if they hate each other, they ride together. They ride together and he won't be doing that. And I think he'll be the first president since the tradition started to not do that. Um, what's Biden going to do when he gets started though? What is Biden going to do? He is going to quickly sign orders, um, mandating masks and reversing the Trump travel ban and a whole bunch of other things. Let me tell you about what some of these Biden's incoming chief of staff, Ron Klain on Saturday laid out. And why are they doing this on the weekend? Uh, a memo, um, about the executive orders that Biden is going to issue on January 20th on the, on day one, as soon as he gets in there. So here's some of the things uh, that he's going to do. He's going to sign an order returning the United States to the Paris Climate Agreement. I think everyone is going to be happy about that. Without a respect. Um, he is going to be, well, not everyone's going to be happy about it. Take that back. A lot of people won't be happy about it. But I think people who like the Paris Climate Agreement will be happy about it. Um, but basically, the point of that is it's an accord that's supposed to help lower greenhouse gases. Um, Obama created this thing and or they helped lead the way in creating it and uh <clears throat> trump pulled the u.s out of it <clears throat> it says biden has promised to implement sweeping changes to the energy and transportation sector to reach the country's paris emission goals biden will also sign orders to direct the education department to extend a pause on federal student loan payments and interest to extend the ban on evictions and foreclosures as a result of the pandemic uh, that is going to help a lot of people i know people who are really stressed about that uh, right now. And um, also, um, he's going to ex um, reverse Trump's travel ban on some Muslim Muslim majority nations. So, uh, you know, right away, he's coming in and he's going to be doing this. He's going to make masks. This is the thing that I think is going to be really controversial for a lot of people. Um, he's going to sign an order that requires masks on federal property. So hang on. When you hear these going to require masks, you're like, wait a minute, what does that mean? Because there's people who are not, who, who don't believe in masks. So they're going to start freaking out. It's required on federal property and for interstate travel, whatever that means. Biden has said he'll use part of his inaugural address to urge Americans to commit to wearing masks for at least 100 days to help slow the spread of the coronavirus pandemic. I have had two dreams in the last seven days where you ever have one of those dreams where you show up 
and and you like realize you're like in class and you don't have any pants on or something like that. You've had that dream, right? Everyone's had that dream. I've never had that dream. I've never had that dream. Um, I don't know why, but I have never had that dream. Everyone I know has had it. My kids have had that dream where they're like pantsless in class or something. I had a dream that I didn't have a mask on and I was in like a mall where I don't go anyway, even not during COVID, but I was in like a mall and there were people all around and they weren't wearing masks and they were, (laughs) they were visibly sick. They were visibly ill. And it was in the dream. I just knew that it was COVID, you know, you could just, you could just tell. And, um, and as I, uh, as I was walking around, I was like, oh my gosh, I did, like, I don't have a mask. I got to get one. I don't have one. I got to get one. And I was kind of freaking out because like, where was it? And I've had this dream on two different nights now. So I need it. I got to have it. It's my lucky <laughs> I don't know what it means. Uh, speaking of, oh, we get up, we get up. Where's my, uh, where's my soundbite? See, it's not organized yet. I told you I was going to come in and organize it. I told you I was going to come in and organize it. So hold on. I, but this is for our segment where I talk about COVID. And I've got, there it is. Excuse me. I'm in need of medical attention. There is a new, the new contagious uh, version of the coronavirus. They're saying that this could worsen it. Look at, look at this again. Look at this piece of crap CNN site. How are you supposed to see anything? Look at, are you watching this? You watching how this, look at this idiocy. Look at this crap. CNN piece of crap. New contagious coronavirus variant could worsen pandemic, CDC warns. A new, more contagious variant of the virus will likely accelerate the spread of the virus, and that means the U.S. must double down, whatever that means, on efforts to protect people, CDC said. Now, I have a, I have a mole in the CDC. It's not really a mole. It's just the person that works there. And uh, they, uh, they will give me the inside information, but they can't come on the show. I've invited them to come on the show. They said, no, can't do it. Can't do it. I'll get fired. They said, I could put a voice changer on your voice, never know who you are. They said, I don't even want to risk it. I don't want to risk it. I said, all right, fine. So just tell me about the virus then. (laughs) This is the B117 virus that's now here in the US. It started in the UK. Here's the quote from Dr. Gregory Armstrong. What's your name, dude? It means that this is going to be harder and harder to control it. Any of those measures we're going to have to do to a higher degree, including vaccination. He is the director of the Office of Advanced Molecular Detection. Uh, so they're saying that it's more easily transmitted. But, and here's the part that I have to say out loud uh, and, and tell you about. Hold on, I'm looking, for, I'm looking for the main quote. The main quote. Here's the main quote, kids. Here's the main quote. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. Buried. Buried. At the bottom of this article, okay? Buried. Yes. The new variant does not seem to result in higher rates of hospitalization or higher rates of death. Now, what they don't talk about are those long-term side effects like the brain fog and the other things. But if you look at the title of this, okay, the title of this article, it's supposed to scare you. But then when you get down to the meat of the article, um, here's another quote. That's not to say that cases are necessarily going to go up, Armstrong added. That's not to say we can do nothing. So he's saying cases won't necessarily go up. The variant doesn't make you go to the hospital or kill you more. 
It's just more contagious. So what are they really saying? What are they really saying in the chat? What are you guys saying? <laughs> Only seven videos on that CNN page. Yeah. Um, sometimes activating the reader mode of the browser works. I could do that. But I'm just trying to say, you know, you read the headline, the headline, new contagious variant could worsen the pandemic, but it won't lead to more hospitalizations and it won't lead to more deaths. Just means maybe more people will get sick. I can tell you this. This is completely anecdotal, okay? And I'm, this whole thing makes me very tired. I need to sleep. Um, the people that I have talked to that I know that have had coronavirus have told me that it's one of, if not the worst, it's one of the worst things that they've ever had. And all but one of them has completely recovered from it and has no lingering effects. But the person that I know that does have lingering effects had them for many, 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 many months. And it sounds so horrible. How do you know? That's the thing. You don't know if you're going to be the person that gets the effects or that you feel sick for a couple of days and, and then you're better. And this is, this is not good. It's not good. All right. Uh, another article here about this topic. Americans have unrealistic expectations for a COVID-19 vaccine. It says uh, Americans are most likely to intend to vaccinate when a vaccine is made in the United States, when it's administered in a single dose, when it's over 90% effective and, um, and carrying a less than one in 100 chance of experiencing minor side effects. So I just want to point out who wouldn't want this. I mean, obviously. Yes, of course. But none of these things are, are actually the way the vaccine works. None of them. Not any of them. Did you know that? None of them. Uh, but that's what it's going to take for a lot of people to be willing to go and get the vaccination. And you know what? I understand. Uh, I understand that. I understand that people are worried about side effects. It seems so new. It seems so untested. But then there is a very large segment of the population that says, I'll deal with some side effects from a vaccine. I don't want the side effects from coronavirus. But I think there's this misconception. How about now? It's that same cable. You know what cable it is? I figured out which cable it is. Is it, is it there? Is it there? Can you hear me now? Am I talking? Good. Okay. You know what it is? It's this freaking cable. And you know why I use this? Okay. We're going to stop the show. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to turn the mic. I don't know if you're going to be able to see it. You see this cable here? You can't really see it here. It's an L-shaped cable. It's a it's the right kind of cable, but it's died. The cable died. But it it's the only one that keeps it. So I have to I've ordered a new one and it hasn't showed up yet. But the cable's bad. It's just a bad cable. It's just a bad cable. It's not the stomp box. I thought it was. But after further investigation, guess what? I was wrong. Oh, uh, okay, someone sent me this. I apologize, I don't remember who it was. Somebody on Twitter sent me this and said, um, how do you like this headline, Dan? Um, it says, uh, don't ignore this headline. The pandemic is getting worse. What happens next is up to you. Uh, but I'm not going to read the article. How do you like that? Oh, and we, <laughs> I think it was <laughs> Brianne who sent this one in. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I like this. Um, 
Mounting evidence suggests mink farms in China could be the cradle of COVID-19. We're back talking about minks again. We're talking about minks again. Can you believe it? It says that they think that the uh, pandemic could have originated in, 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 in Chinese intensive fur farms. <laughs> it says the missing link between bats and humans <laughs> could be a mink. <laughs> the mink or could be, why? Did you know that? Okay, China is the leading world producer of fur. No surprise there. Um, and, uh, and they're not letting any of the information come out, but that somehow it says, I'm just going to read this cause it's weird. Um, uh, they still don't understand how coronavirus made the jump from bats to humans. They thought it was cause some guy ate a bat, but they were pretty much have gotten rid of that. Now they're saying it says it is glaring absence that no inquiry has been made to confirm or deny a seldom mentioned but obvious hypothesis that the pandemic originated in a fur farm. China is indeed the world's leading market and leading producer of fur. The industry in China is worth more than 20 billion a year and involves more than 50 million animals. And uh, the interesting thing is that mink are highly sensitive to coronavirus, so they get this easily. And now they're starting to think that maybe this is how they made the jump. So, yeah, it's all back to these mink. I'm going to leave this article in the show notes for you. You can read that if you want to learn more about uh, the mink. Okay, in this article in the Financial Times, I wanted to uh, read to y'all. It's uh, been removed. So, sorry about that. Now, let's go on to uh, talking about WhatsApp. Remember how it's because privacy is a thing that we uh, we talk about can't. here. And um, WhatsApp has decided to delay their new uh, privacy policy amid mass confusion about Facebook data sharing. Uh, so the new policy is not going to go out until May 15th, but a lot of people were leaving the app, including me, in droves. Not that I did much with it, but I had one international friend that wanted to talk on that, and I said, uh, I can't do it. But WhatsApp on Friday announced a three-month delay of the new privacy policy. This is an article on The Verge by Amelia Holowati Krails. That's your name, dude. Nice. Um, it was going to go into effect February 8th. They have delayed it. They said the update does not, in fact, affect data sharing with Facebook with regard to user chats or other profile information. WhatsApp has repeatedly clarified that its update ad addresses business chat chats in the event a user converses with a company's customer service platform through WhatsApp. In other words, if you engage, in other words, if you chat with a business over WhatsApp, that can be used, but the rest of it wouldn't. I'll tell you what, guys, you can't screw around that way. You just can't do it. WhatsApp, Facebook, you don't understand as a user where your information's really going. So forget it. I'm still off, and I don't think any of those people are going to go back to it. Um. Okay, here's an article in Bloomberg. Apple considers foldable iPhone and then minor changes planned for the 2021 models. They're supposedly testing in screen fingerprint scanning, uh, which would basically mean you you take your phone and instead of having to use Face ID and instead of having a home button, you would just touch a certain area of the screen. And eventually, I'm sure once they get this down, it will be anywhere on the screen. But I'm sure starting out, it will probably be like in the lower area where you will put your finger 
right on the screen and there won't be a need for a button. It will just unlock that way. I hate face ID. I, it, it works for me almost every time, even in the dark, which creeps me out. But I don't like it as much as I like the touch ID because I loved being able to, while I'm picking up the phone, you know, you hit, you hit your finger on the button and it's unlocked by the time you're looking at it. Um, but here's what I wanted to say about this article. Not so much any of the, the meat of the article. It's just, of course, Apple is working on a foldable iPhone. Of course they are. You know what else they're working on? The glasses. You know what else they're working on? Other kinds of wearables. They're working on phones in all kinds of sizes. They're doing all of this stuff all the time. They have been for years because that's what they do. They have a team of people whose whole job, whose whole job is just to mess with this different foldable phone because they want to see if they can do it. And if they can, they'll do it. And if not, they won't. But of course they're doing it. With the essentially unlimited resources that Apple has, of course they're doing it. That's not even news. That's not even news. Oh, yeah. Andy is saying that um, signal went down. Like it, it's still down. I thought it went down for a little while and came back. Uh, by the way, support the show, patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, okay. So listen to this. Been a little worried about Dr. Dre. Uh, you remember that he had some kind of aneurysm. Now look look at how little space Newsweek gets, gives me to read this article. So watch this crap. As I scroll down, and first of all, look at how big this ad is up here. Look at this ridiculous. Look at this ad. Look how huge this is taking up so much of this. So as I scroll past the ad, one of those sticky nav bar things slides down. So now more of the screen is covered up. Plus, I've already got this thing prompting me to subscribe, covering up the bottom third of the screen. So I now have about a third of the screen to read the article inside of. Isn't that screwed up? Anyway, it says that Dr. Dre is looking good after returning home from the hospital, says Ice-T. Oh, and when I scroll down, look at this. When I scroll down, this video, so let me do that for you. We now have a different ad at the bottom. And as I scroll down, there's now a video here. There's now a video that's already playing. What a nightmare the web has become, huh? Anyway, he was taken to Senior Sinai Medical Center in LA earlier this month. Uh, Ice-T said that he talked to Dr. Dre over FaceTime after he got out of the hospital. And he said, quote, update, just FaceTime with Dr. Dre. He just made it home, safe and looking good. So I'm glad to hear that. Dre needs to stick around. Uh, but that's all. That's the only news we have about Dre. So I need to send a personal shout out to Dre to wish him well on my Instagram later today. Here's some very strange, very strange news that um, I was kind of surprised to hear. And I didn't ever expect to hear it. Uh, did you know? That Bill Gates is America's top farmland owner? What? Yeah, it's true. Uh, apparently, he and his wife rank as America's largest private farmland owners. Um, they This is because they now have 14,500 acres of choice eastern Washington farmland in the Horse Haven Hills of Benton County and just traded hands for almost $171 million. 
Um, I don't know why they have all of this. I don't know what they're doing. This article, look at how this article just goes on and on and on, describing it, talking about it, how they traced it back to find out what he's doing. But here is a beautiful graph showing that what they have is 2,040, 2, <laughs> forget it, just look at the chart. All right, next article. My son is obsessed with this. Hey, buddy, if you're watching, I told you we can get this. He's going to take his birthday money and his Christmas money and contribute. And I told him I would go in for the other half. He wants this so bad. This is called the Mario Red and Blue Edition of the Switch. It uh, it looks so cool. But the, as soon as I saw this, you know what I said it looked like? It looks like the Spider-Man edition, doesn't it? If you know me, you know that I'm obsessed with Spider-Man. Yes, of course. And uh, he's always been my favorite superhero. I met him in the mall when I was about three years old, and it changed my life, meeting the real Spider-Man. I met him. Like, I met Spider-Man. Like, how cool is that? You haven't met Spider-Man. I did. I did. Um, but it also includes stylized Mario Red and Blue Carrying Edition case and a screen protector. Isn't that amazing? Look at this. Look how cool this looks. Uh, it's available for pre-order in the UK right now uh, and supposed to be available to order in on February uh, 12th in the United States. But he has a Switch, but he wants this one. I said, you know what? This is collectible and I support it. So, and they also have uh, a new game coming out um, called uh, Bowser's Fury, which looks fun for him. Okay, there's a little more news to tell you about. Some Twitter employees have reportedly locked their accounts fearing reprisal from Trump supporters. Now, I don't, uh, does, does this, yeah, some Twitter employees have set their accounts to private and scrub their online biographies over concerns they may be targeted by supporters of President Trump. But why? It doesn't say who they were. It doesn't say what they're afraid of. It just says that they did this. So my question for you is, what are they afraid of happening? Well, Brianne says, I met Spider-Man at a POG competition in the early 90s. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Eric's saying this Switch Pro will come out the day after, probably. Probably. So I want to know why these people were hiding their... Um, that's weird, isn't it? I don't get it. BBC is reporting, and this is wonderful. Uh, this is some really, really exciting uh, news. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Again, on my new one, I've got this all set up, but we're talking about the BBC. Uh, magicians are marking 100 years of sawing a woman in half. That trick, you know, where you get a woman in a box, and then you, uh, you, you, you have her lay there, and she pops her head out of one end and her feet out of the other end, and then they, they saw her right down the middle. Now, don't we all know how this trick works? And she's got her feet scrunched up and then you've got feet coming out the other side. And they're like, wait a minute, they're real feet. They're moving. And that's because they've got another woman in the bottom half already in there. Now, how do they match the shoes? I don't know. Illusionists around the world are taking part in an online celebration this weekend, yesterday, to mark 100 years since magician P.T. Selbit. That's your name, First dude. performed the trick of sawing a woman in half 100 years ago. 
Magician Michael J. Fitch and his wife Helen uh, spoke name, to BBC's David Salito about how the trick still captures imaginations a century later. And this is a video and some other stuff that you can watch there. My question is, why is it always a woman? Why don't they ever saw a dude in half? I'll tell you why, because because uh, you can't fit an average dude inside of one of these and you can fit an average woman. That's the explanation that I've been told. Uh, oh, I just kicked, I just kicked the cable. Is the audio out? Is the audio out? I'm going to, I promise I'll fix it as soon as one comes in. Here's an article on Wired complaining that it's 2020, even though it's 2021, it's 2020. Why do printers still suck? Uh, and they do. And I just agreed with it. So I thought I would put it into the show notes. Now, here's something that made the rounds on Twitter over the weekend is that there is a songbook, an IBM songbook. Isn't this weird? It's, it, they're calling it a hymnal. And it has songs that are written about people who work at IBM. Not just songs about IBM, but people who work in it. But you know what gets me? Look at, look at the fonts. Oh, come on. It's number one. Look at these fonts Duh! from 1937. Look at that. Futura, come on. The inside fonts are all right. But you get songs, weird songs. Uh, let me jump ahead. There is one. Uh, there's so many of them. Um, how about this song? To W.S. Lemon, general manager in the radio type division. This is on page 27 if you're following along at home. The tune is, Those Cashins Go Rolling Along. Of course, you know that song, but here's some lyrics. Look who's here. Give three cheers for whom we have commandeered for great service to all fellow men. General manager W.S. Lemon of our radio type division. We all welcome in our IBM. Great investor is he, as we all soon shall see, his radio type, outstanding accomplishments for instantaneous communication over land and sea, another product of our great IBM. There's hundreds of these. I think every employee got one. And you're supposed to sing them along to an existing song, I guess. For example, to J.M. McKee, Secretary and Treasurer, IBM of Canada, they write, Jim McKee, a man we all revere, he is known throughout the provinces, both far and near, stays in old Toronto, on him we can depend, for he always is on the job right up until the end. So, IBM, now talk about corporate culture. Uh, I have two articles in the show notes because I wanted to talk about this as a bigger topic, but... Now, after thinking about it more, it's just not that interesting, but I'll tell you about it anyway. Spotify's big best on podcast is failing, City says. Well, let me tell you what is actually uh, going on. Uh, yeah, Canada, good for you. Good for you. The nicest people in the world uh, in, over there in Canada. And you know what? The Canadian National Anthem, all you. Spotify's multi-million dollar bet on podcasting may not be working out, City Analyst said. Well, Here's what's going on. Um, when they announced that they were going to have premium podcasting, uh, investors got excited. The stock went up like 32% in 2019 and 110% in 2020. But now they're looking to see if the investments have actually been worth it. It says, to date, we have not seen a material positive inflection in app downloads or premium subscriptions. Okay. In other words, 
it's done absolutely nothing. And after this announcement, stock went down 6.5%. Uh, so Spotify kicked off its venture into podcasting in 2019. It acquired Gimlet Media, Anchor, and Parcast. I have a lot of thoughts on Anchor. Not for today. Since then, the company has bought sports and entertainment news company The Ringer as well as Megaphone because they want to build an ad tech business. Uh, it said it also spent millions gaining the exclusive rights to stream celebrity podcasts like the ones from Joe Rogan, Kim Kardashian West, uh, Michelle Obama, the Duke and Duchess. Uh, so all of these are there. The stock went up, but nothing came out of it. Wait, where's my toilet flush? See, again, tomorrow, this is all going to be better. You'll have to test me on this. Where? See, I don't even see the toilet here. I renamed everything. I organized it. I just have to take the time. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to, here it is. If we were to see a material positive inflection in app downloads or premium subs, we would, could alter all our view, they added. But our fear is that if podcasting doesn't provide a way for Spotify to shift away from music label dependence, the street may reassess, this is by the street, the underlying value of the business. And that would be bad for Spotify's multiple inequity value. I've got to tell you idiots something. That is not how podcasts work. Hear me now and believe me later. This is not how podcasts work. This will not free you from having to pay those royalties to all the uh, artists and musicians out there in the world. This is not going to do that. This is not how podcasts work, my friends. Podcast listeners want to listen in the app of their choice. They don't want to pay for it. And if they do want to pay for it, they want to pay the podcaster directly. They don't even want to deal with a network. They want to pay the podcaster directly. They want it. So thanks very much for supporting me on Patreon. But I do this work for you. And if you like it, you can pay me for it to say thank you. You can pay me for your entertainment and your value and your information if you want to. You don't have to. But no one wants to listen to. I'm sorry. You, they don't want to, the Spotify podcast app experience is not as good as some of the other ones. It's not. If they were to improve that, maybe it would be a little bit better. But here's the thing. People don't want exclusive access. They don't, well, the only place that I can listen to Joe Rogan is, uh, is over on Spotify. So I guess I got to sign up for Spotify. No, here's how it really goes. And this is proof. This article is proof. Why well, I already pay for Spotify. Cool. Now I get Joe Rogan. That's reality. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, and there's another article here on this uh, site called you, YouGov, which is talking about uh, how who, who is actually listening. More than half of U.S. adults under 50 are listening to podcasts. No one's surprised by that. Um, we've reached that point where more than 50% are listening. Um more than two in five of all U.S. adults are listening right now. So here's a tiny little chart, a tiny little chart showing the increase. But look at look at this. Most popular age group is age 18 to 34, where 56% of people were listening in 2019, and now in 2020, 60%. 35 to 49, it's 50%. 50 to 64 is 35%. Uh, so that's what gives you the total of 43%. But that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Now, here's something else that I find to be very interesting is a listing of frequency. If you are listening daily, 
only 6% of people are listening to a podcast daily. That number surprises me. I mean, it should. I've been doing podcasting for more than 15 years now, right? But Yes, of course. I'm surprised that more people aren't. And that doesn't mean listening to a daily show like this one. That just means they're not even listening to a podcast every day. Only 6% of people listen every day. Yeah, and uh, Eric is pointing out that uh, you can't monetize the network. That is very much true. But 25% of people listen monthly, 19% listen weekly. So although people are listening, they might only be doing it once a month or at all. And that's what I don't really get a lot out of this survey from. It's not really telling us. But what about video streaming? What I'm doing right now, what do you think of that? Well, weekly streamed video watchers, 63% are watching videos weekly. 5.3 hours is the average. And uh, weekly podcast listeners, 19%. Weekly hours listening to podcasts, 1.9%. So what does that tell you? Does it tell you that if you want someone to watch you frequently or hear you or whatever frequently, do it on video? (gasps) What? That's my conclusion. And now, the big story. It's number one. Our number one story of the day. Pringles is launching a chicken carage flavor in Japan. Am I saying that right? K-A-R-A-A-G-E. Anyone in the chat room speak Japanese? Tell me if I'm pronouncing. It could be karaage. I don't know. But I'm calling it carage like garage because I'm American. But aren't these cute? What is it though? Well, Pringles Japan has just teased a new upcoming chip flavor. It's coming out at the end of the month. The flavor releasing will be of the delectable snack of fried chicken. Okay, Eric is saying it is pronounced karaage. You're just trolling me. Karaage? <laughs> You're just trying to get me to say it like that, right? I hear you. <laughs> Apparently this stuff tastes delicious, though. It's supposed to taste like some kind of fried chicken. It says it will taste of chicken with onion and garlic powder, all combined with a mix of spices. The chips are packaged in a vivid pink container. Very pretty pink container there uh, that um, will be out on January 25th. And uh, that's so, yeah. But how will we get it here in the United States? I don't know. But here is the Pringles uh, website, which is lots of fun. This is the... uh, Pringles.com website. Look at that. This is very exciting. If anyone reads Japanese, you could translate this for me. Uh, And there's one. (laughs) I like this one here. (laughs) Look at that. It's called cheese. 53 grams. That's the name of this one in Japan. Cheese. 53 grams. There's one, two, three, four, five, six cheese is in the center of the word cheese <laughs> and eric is saying that i am uh he is not trolling me karaage okay so can we get these in the united states and will they be gluten free i don't know But that's all I've got for you guys today. These shows are getting longer. This one was 48 minutes long. I'm okay with it if you are. You can follow me. I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, pretty much anywhere except GitHub where I am just Dan. 
You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. It is the best way to help me keep doing these shows. And um, very, very, very few of you are supporting the show. Shame on you. But you are liking and subscribing on the channel, and I appreciate that. YouTube.com slash Dan Benjamin is the place to go. Uh, that tells YouTube that you're watching. So just hit the little smash the like. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Smash the like button. Subscribe. Ring the bell. Uh, it does really help me out. It does help out the show. And that's all I've got for you today. So thanks very much for being here. And uh, I will be back tomorrow, hopefully on time and with a better cleaned up soundboard. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow.